Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, we are in for a real treat this morning because the author of Grit to Great, Ms. Robin Koval, is our in-studio guest today. Robin, welcome to the program. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, Robin, tell us, about, before we jump into Grit to Great, if you could share with our audience a little bit about your education and background. Sure. Um, sometimes I call myself a recovering MBA. I went to Syracuse University and then got my MBA at Baruch College in New York and spent uh, the bulk of my career in advertising in New York at a bunch of agencies. In 1997, my co-author and business partner for many years, Linda Kaplan-Thaler, and I founded an agency called the Kaplan-Thaler Group, and we ultimately grew that into a 700-person agency called Publicis Kaplan-Thaler. Uh, we are the creators of the infamous or famous, I like to say, Aflac Duck, uh, as well as a lot of other campaigns for Wendy's. Uh, we are also the creators of the Herbal Essences or Totally Organic Experience, if you remember that really happy woman in the shower. That uh, was us. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, I um, left the agency world two years ago, about two years ago, to come down to Washington, D.C. and run uh, a nonprofit uh, called Truth Initiative. We are the creators of the Truth Campaign, which you may know as being a very famous, very successful public education program uh, that is designed to make sure that kids do not smoke cigarettes. That is awesome. I mean, your career is just phenomenal when you think about the Herbal Essence uh, Campaign, which I think is right up there with Harry Met Sally, with a, uh, Sally, with a woman says, <laughs> "We borrowed a bit from them." Yeah. <laughs> Which is, which is, and, and of course, the Aflac duck is just phenomenal and watching him do his different moves through the, through the <laughs> last five years. But I was, I was very surprised, pleasantly surprised when I heard, I had had the opportunity of meeting you through the Women's Ventures Fund. Mm -hmm. And I was very uh, pleasantly surprised to hear you were taking on this new challenge re regarding cigarette smoking in our youth. So I really applaud you for, um, as you say, you know, you, you, you moved your whole household from New York to Washington for this. So, uh, I did. I did. It, was a big, it is a big adventure. Um, and, you know, as, as we like to say in our book, uh, you have to lose the safety net once in a while. So I'm a big, I'm a big believer in that. And we're going to talk about one of the uh, stories you tell in the book in, in regards to the, the, WEC, as the Walenza family, mm -hmm. the, the famous yes, guy. Yes, but, but Walendas, Walendas. Walendas, yes, thank you. So uh, let's talk about what is, what is grit, grit to great. I mean, we all know about the Collins book, Good to Great, but here we got grit to great. What is grit? Well, you know, grit is this character trait, and, and there's been a lot of research on it. Uh, in the past uh, few years, it is that ability to be very focused, to commit. As we like to say, we made it really easy for people to remember, made it into an acronym. It's those traits of guts, resilience, initiative, and, and tenacity, um, the kinds of things that, you know, frankly are a part of, I like to say, the American character, um, you know, part of who we are as a people. But unfortunately, uh, somehow got a little out of style maybe in, you know, the last few years. People, you know, think that, um, 
you know, working hard and, 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 and taking your time and understanding that it takes time to achieve success, you know, unfortunately sounds a lot less sexy than winning American Idol. Right. That's right. In your book, you talked about the, um, what is the Society of Mediocrity, where everyone gets a trophy, everyone gets a ribbon? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, that's an outgrowth of, uh, you know, the self-esteem generation, right? Um, You know, myself, I'm a boomer, and, you know, we all raised our kids, right, to everybody, you know, everybody gets a trophy, everyone is special, uh, and you get, and you know what? Um, that's that's really been shown to be a a, a huge mistake um, because what we have, you know, not prepared this generation of millennials uh, to understand is that you actually do have to compete really hard. Um, none of us really are all that special, um, and that um, you know these characteristics of grit are actually how one achieves success. Um, you know, as, as we like to say, um, it's not the it factor so much. It's not about, you know, having a genius IQ or being a virtuoso talent or being lucky enough to, you know, be born wealthy or have special access. Um, it is these sort of old-fashioned character traits, but the, but the really good news about that, um, and that's, you know, one of the reasons why we wanted to write the book is, uh, you know, being born, uh, you know, with a Mensa level IQ is, uh, you know, kind of getting lucky genes, so to speak. But grit is something that's in all of our control. We all have it, and we all can build it. Wow. And when did you first realize that you wanted to write this book? How did this come about? Because, you know, uh, a lot of folks have written uh, books. Malcolm Gladwell uh, his Outliers have talked about the 10,000 hours. There's a book called The Talent Code. But I've never heard it really expressed as the way that you and your co-author have expressed it. Uh, what, when did you get this idea? How did it come about? Well, you know, first of all, we start with our own experience. Um, my co-author, Linda, and I um, don't think of us ourselves as, you know, particularly extraordinary. Um, we're, we're two girls who grew up in the Bronx. We didn't have, you know, fancy uh, upbringing, so to speak. Uh, but yet, we've been reasonably successful in our careers, and we think it's because we didn't know any other way than to just work really hard um, and to not expect any favors. Um, you know, we have a saying uh, that we always had at our agency of, uh, you know, when we when we had a lot of work to do or a tough assignment of, you know, now is the time and we are the people. Don't depend on anybody but yourself. And then we started hearing about all this research that was going on in academic circles, um, in the education area, and started really studying up on who are the most successful people and why are they successful. And it's really interesting when you think of people like Colin Powell. Okay, he was a C plus student at best in high school. Or Steven Spielberg got rejected from film school multiple times. Um, Michael Jordan, another person that we think of as oh, amazing, successful, unbelievably talented. Guess what? He didn't make his high school varsity basketball team. The 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 really amazing thing about all of these people, and they talk about it quite a bit, is their just absolute determination, their ability to bounce back from failures, and their ability to like have that tenacity, right, to just hang on and go for it. And and so we just felt like, well, that's incredibly good news. We live in tough times. 
uh, where it's hard to get ahead, uh, where things, you know, don't seem very easy, especially if you're a young person getting out of school or if you're running your own business, to kind of spread the word that says, we know it's tough, but actually you can control your destiny much more than you think you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when did you first discover your grit? Oh, boy. You know, um, I, I think, you know, it's always, as I said, I'm a girl from the Bronx, so I did grow up a little gritty. Um, <laughs> I do thank my parents for instilling that in me. But, you know, it's, it's been a theme, I think, throughout my career. Um, you know, I never really intended to, you know, be an advertising executive. I, you know, I got out of school and had a BFA in, in, in design, but realized hey, you know what, I better figure out how to get a job. So I went back and got my MBA. I went at night. Right. Um, you know, that's pretty gritty. Uh, when, I, when I created uh, the agency, the Kaplan-Thaler Group, with Linda and a bunch of partners, um, we had no thought of being entrepreneurs, so to speak. It wasn't in our DNA, but we, we decided that we had this opportunity, and we, we started our agency in the third floor of a walk-up brownstone down in Chelsea in New York City, uh, and nobody thought we would succeed. And, and I think we, we, you know, we succeeded basically because we just didn't even really make failure um, a consideration. We showed up every day, and I never worked as hard in my life as when I started my own business. And and so when you were when, but when you were going through your experience when you guys moved into that brownstone <laughs> and office, uh, you know what, what what was your thoughts during the day and what was your thoughts during the evening when you were you know collecting your thoughts about okay we we've made this step and now we got to take this next step. Where where did this grit come from? Well, you know I think it, it's very interesting. So many people thought we would crash and burn. You know how many startup businesses, a startup advertising agency, that's what we were, um, you know, fail. There's every, everything's not in your favor. Uh, but for us, we just sort of never really thought too much about the future or the big plan. We, we had this, you know, this, this strategy just show up every day. And, and to use this sort of grit, I was, you know, the head of client services and, you know, my, you know the, the co-founder uh, of this agency with my partner, Linda. I was also the person who, you know, sat on the phone all day with AT&T to beg them to come hook up our phone lines or the person who, and we literally did this. Um, every day we were too uh, cheap to hire a commercial carding service to come pick up our garbage. Um, every day the rule was all six of us who started the agency, you had to take a bunch of trash with you downstairs, down the three flights of stairs at our walk-up brownstone, and throw it in the dumpster across the street. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we thankfully never got caught and probably would have gotten fined a lot had we been. Um, I tell this story and hope nobody comes after me now. But, I mean, that was grit. That was about just not even considering um, failure and, and not – and not feeling that there was anything we couldn't do because we wanted this business to succeed. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Ms. Robin Caval, one of the authors of this outstanding book called Grit to Great, the full title, How Perseverance, Passion, and Pluck Take You from Ordinary to Extraordinary. I, and I must say, this read had me laughing, <laughs> it had me feeling energized, and it also made me cry. Because the pride within me about how I feel about my life, I grew up 
in a grocery store with my mother who had a lot of grit, I said, yes, this is a testament to all those folks from that great generation um, who truly had an outstanding work ethic. And one of the, the best stories, well, there's several great stories in the book, but I love the story about the guy who started his business and then said he was wondering if, if, he, if, if he should pack it in. But instead, he challenged himself of, of fear. And he says, I'm going to get to 100 people and ask them that I want to do something outstandingly crazy, such mm-hmm. as he got on the microphone with he tried to get Costco to, to allow him to get on the speaker phone to make some type of announcement. Where did you find that story? And it, and it fits so nicely. You know, I, I don't even remember where we found the story, but we loved it because it was all about rejection, right? And, and you know, rejection is something we're so afraid of, and we take it so personally. Um, you know, one of the things to understand about rejection, it's very rarely about you. It's usually about the other person. And, and, and what this gentleman did is after, you know, his business idea failed, he didn't get his funding, instead of, you know, crawling into his bed and, you know, pulling the covers up off his head, over his head, he realized that how could he, how could he learn from this process of rejection? So he literally challenged himself to put himself in situations where people are going to say no to you. And a lot of them did, and a lot of doors slammed in his face. And then he started realizing, oh, my God, people are saying yes to me. He, challenged, he walked into one business and challenged the CEO to a staring contest. <laughs> Um, which I believe she won. (laughs) He walked into a donut shop and gave them this crazy request of, can you make donuts for me in the shape of the uh, Olympic symbol, you know, the interlocking rings, which he was sure he would get a no to. And guess what? They did. And, And I think, you know, learning to get over that fear of rejection, and that's why we tell the story, is, you know, lose your safety net. This semester, my colleague and I, John Hoffman, we are uh, teaching professional selling here at Seton Hall University to mm-hmm. the MBA class. Oh. And I said to John, I, I called him on Sunday. I said, John, I'm buying you this book. I know we can't add it to the syllabus, but we're going to feature it and highlight it in our class because of the principles of having the grit and having the, 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 the perseverance and the passion and, as you say, the pluck to do that. So this is uh, something that... Uh, uh, I'm going to be uh, promoting on my social media sites because I think we can all use or recognize if we don't have grit, how to develop grit. So if someone feels that they don't have grit, how can they develop grit? Uh, you know, well, one of the things that we, we have in the book that I think are so helpful are uh, what we call grit builders. Um, and they're, they're mostly small things that you can do every day easily to just sort of build grit into your life. So, you know, one thing we, we tell people is um, be an over-preparer. Um, if you spend 30 minutes more on a task than, than you might have planned to or that you've budgeted, that 30 minutes is what gives you the confidence factor. Because when you're over, a little over-prepared for something, first of all, you're going to be that much better than anybody else that you're going up against competitively because most people don't prepare sufficiently. And two, even if you never get asked the questions in the interview that you prepared for, um, you, that confidence that you have going into that interview with your extra preparation will just shine through to the other person. Um, and so be an over-preparer. Or, or here's another one we like to say, um, fire yourself. 
right? We all fear what, and I was talking about it before, what would happen, you know, if, if, and we worry about it and we get paralyzed and maybe we're stuck in a job or at a company or there's some roadblock in our business. Within your book, you talked about the great Walinda. Uh, <laughs> I guess I guess he's the the grandson of the of the of the first. But he talked about preparation, and I think preparation um, is, is something quite significant. Where in the as the story goes, in his backyard, he set up a, a net. Uh, well, not a net. He set up a, a, a rope thirty five feet off the ground, and he did it intentionally because there was a storm coming. And he wanted to prepare for that that famous uh, walk that he did in Grand Canyon. Did you happen to have the opportunity to 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 meet with him by chance? Yes, I mean we we interviewed him, um, and you know he's he can teach us uh, Nick Belinda. Um, you know mm-hmm. he's he's very very interesting because people think you know well this guy must be crazy. You know walks on a on a <laughs> rope over the Grand Canyon, and uh, he must be fearless. Um, and and what he what he what he says is, is, I think, so applicable for all of us. Is, um, he says, you know, what I do is I am so prepared when I do my stunts that I over-prepare to the extent that, you know, when he set up this, this wire in his backyard or his property, wherever, um, it was during a hurricane. And he, he was practicing because those winds were going to be much stronger than the crosswinds when he walked over the Grand Canyon. So when he did his walk over the Grand Canyon, um, and you know he was facing um, you know all the air currents ever, or, and all of that, it was much less than he'd already practiced for. And so what looks crazy, or you know this man has no fear to us, is really to him something that you know what I am so prepared and I have I have tested every which way this can go that I can do it with you know all of this confidence that you need to do what look like you know amazing feats to us and of course they are but I think it's a lesson we can take into all of our lives that when you have something really really scary to do uh, if you if you pr- are prepared for it, you take out that fear. And guess what? You know, for most of us, when we have these really scary things to do, um, chances are you faced it before and you got through it. And guess what? You're here. Right. Um, so you know, sometimes we scare ourselves even when we don't really need to be that scared. You know, within your book, again, you have this website that folks can go to. Can you share that website with us in regards to? Uh, uh, grit. There's there's a there were some tools that uh, that you provide to the reader. Sure. Uh, so the website is uh, grittogreat.com, and one of the things you can do when you go there is take our grit quiz, uh, which will give you a, a good sense of you know your own level right now of guts, resilience, initiative, tenacity, uh, and and see where maybe you need to uh, step it up a little bit, and where you're doing really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anything as having too much grit? Boy, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all use a little bit more more grit. <laughs> <laughs> and and the other thing I love about um, the read is that at the end of each chapter, um, you know, there's there's helpful there's there, there's there's helpful hints or tips at the end, and I think that reinforces what the reader has read. But also, it's almost like a call to action in regards to how to get increase your grit. 
Well, we call them grit builders, and there's a few at the end of each chapter. And, you know, what we what we think about when uh, Linda and I, when we write our books, is, you know, we're busy business people. Everybody else is really busy. You know, you want to walk away. And, by the way, it's a short book because we know nobody has a lot of time. Um, but, you know, you want to walk away with concrete, practical things that you can do, like, uh, you know, theory is great, and we love to tell stories and want people to walk away with that with inspiration. But we also want them to walk away with, okay, here's a list of three things I can start doing tomorrow. And that's what the grid builders are about. You know, I, I think I think if I remember correctly, it's 158, 160 pages. Um, but it is such a, a, a very good and thorough read. Every word um, has a meaning. Where yeah. sometimes some folks have some fillers in there. Well, in this one, you get all the meat, all the good stuff. So Yes, we like to think it's nutritionally dense. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> so, you know, um, w- one question I have here is that uh, do you really think we should retire retirement? Yes. Instead of retire, we're wire. Um, you mm-hmm. know, first of all, the whole concept of retirement is, is made up. Um, it, it was created during, uh, you know, the earlier part of the 19th century when there were recessions and, you know, terrible economic times in Europe. And it was a way to get older people out of the system so younger people could get jobs. I mean, before that, the whole idea of retirement didn't really exist. And, you know, I think one of the things that we really need to think about now for boomers who are, you know, in their in their 50s or 60s and, you know, going to be older than that, we're all going to live to be 100, according to, you know, a lot of the research that you read now, is that what we really need to think about instead of retirement is what's your Chapter 2 or your Chapter 3, that there is so much that we have to offer and it's what keeps us young and keeps our minds vital um, and will help us live to be 100. So, no, I'm not a fan of retirement. You know, Picasso did some of his best work in his 80s. Right. You know, um, I didn't mention this to my wife because I wanted her to read uh, your book because she is a um, a physical fitness coach. Mm-hmm. And the name of her business is Stage 2. I love it. I and love it. it. See? She has grit. She's oh, oh she's she's from the south side of Chicago. <laughs> she has a lot of grit. But but you know she talked about you know having helping people to enjoy their senior years, being able to um, use the bathroom with no problem, being able to walk with no problem. And so what you what you're talking about here is a mindset because when when folks think that I'm going to retire, it's almost like they're telling their their mind and their body to shut down. Whereas the knowledge that they have. They could share that with so many different people and uh, to get the benefit of that. Exactly. I mean, we don't have an expiration date. And, you know, if you actually look at the abilities that people have as they get older versus, you know, where I think a lot of the culture and the media focuses on in terms of what you lose, uh, you actually retain so much. And, you you know, there have actually been studies done of, uh, older people and their um, 
uh, efficiency on in, in the job versus younger people. And older people actually often are better because, you know, they, they're hardwired already to, you know, know where the pitfalls are and use all that, um, you know, uh, intelligence that you've built up over the years. And even, you know, physical decline is something, and your wife would know this from, you know, what she does every day, is something that is to, to a very great degree in our control. Yes, that's right. And, you know, timely that with the release of this book, it's, it's a movie with Robert De Niro called The Intern. Yes, I know. I'm very excited about that. I'm glad. I'm glad uh, to see to see that movie. I mean, it's a perfect example of how you know if you're if you're not so concerned about you know the traditional measures of what achievement is, you know, climbing the ladder or getting the next raise or any of those things. If you're if you're at a point in your life where maybe you're thinking more about purpose versus profit, um, that there are all these experiences to have and all that you have to offer. So, yes, I'm a big fan of that movie. I can't wait to see it. And I, and I think it fits perfectly with the book Grit to Great. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Ms. Robin Caval, one of the authors of Grit to Great. Uh, be sure to go out to your local bookstore, order it online. It is an awesome read. Robin, believe it or not, we are out of time. Well, thank you. This has been quite a pleasure. I'm so glad we got a chance to do this. That wraps it up for this week, ladies and gentlemen. We are, as we said, we are here with Miss Robin Caval, the author of Grit to Great, along with her partner, uh, Lyndon Kaplan Thyler. And uh, be sure to pick up the book and go to the website, grittogreat.com. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Have a great weekend, and remember, Leadership begins with you.